Good morning, everyone. It's good to see everybody here this morning. It's always fun to teach in second service. As Chris said, um, I think I came on staff the second year pastor, was it? The second year of the church, and uh, pastor was needing someone to corral the crazy youth people that were in the church, including his son and, and Pastor Roger. And uh, those guys were, I think, in ninth grade. Is that right? Ninth grade? They were in ninth grade when I came. Um, And uh, so that makes me feel very old. Trevor, our drummer, I think he was in seventh grade. So uh, anyway, there's a lot of those guys and girls here today that uh, have stayed with us this whole time. It's been a blessing. So yeah, I jumped in in that that second year, and have just Tristy and I just fell in love with the with the family here, and we've been here ever since. And uh, um, we uh, we wouldn't want to be anywhere else unless God just made it real real plain. I've I've told the Lord, I said, Lord, if you want me to go somewhere else, you got to show up at the foot of my bed with a bright white shining light to let me know, you know, um, because I really love it here. So it's an honor and a privilege to come and teach and, and minister today. Uh, to you all, I would love to invite you to that first service, our throne room service. It's a it's a pretty fun service. It's it's a uh, it's a little more spirit led, so to speak. Not that this 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 service has plenty of the spirit in it, but it's it's a little more about flowing with the Holy Spirit. I should say, it's about um, we take some extra time to get into worship, and then we uh, really connect with intimacy with the Father in worship, and then we move into. Um, some uh, real times of prayer, real intense times of prayer from time to time. And then we always have some prophetic moments, um, which if you're not sure about what that means, it's not anything, you know, sometimes we hear the word prophet or prophecy or prophetic, and we automatically go, whoa, I don't know about that stuff. That's a little weird for me. Well, you know, if you look in the New Testament, the, the name prophet, the word prophecy and all those things, it's all throughout the New Testament. I mean, literally, I think the word prophet is in there just dozens of times. So I just, you know, I want to encourage you to don't be afraid of prophecy because prophecy is a gift that God's given us. And to be afraid of it means, means that we're missing out on a great gift that he's, that he's given us. Amen? And so, and he's actually, he's actually told us to be passionate about and to pursue the gifts of the Spirit, especially that you may prophesy. He said that in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 to us. And, you know, if we're missing, listen, if we're missing as Christians, if we're missing prophesying, we're actually missing operating in the power of God in the fullness of our lives that he wants us to. Amen? And so it's very important that we learn to prophesy and that we begin to prophesy. And what, what the throne room's all about, it's not just about me standing up and prophesying. It's actually about allowing the body to prophesy to one another. Amen? And that's what's so amazing. And, and if you look in, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, it talks about having different ones come up and prophesy while the others judge. Everybody say judge. That doesn't mean judge the person who's prophesying. It means to judge the word of prophecy. Amen? Yeah. The word of prophecy is supposed to be judged. Amen? It's a good thing that it's judged. I'm going to be touching my computer up here right now and then because I... I don't know how to keep it from going to sleep because I'm, 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 I'm older than 50. So, you know, I don't know all those things. Um, but uh, so today I'd like to talk to you a little bit about um, how prayer and prophecy work together. Okay. But I want to, I'm going to take a step back. I know we've only got about 25 minutes, but I just want to ask this simple question. You know, I want to, I want to kind of build a little bit of foundation here. Um, before we get into prayer and prophecy, because I, I, I sense that um, prayer in the modern day church, especially in America, 
has really come down to where it's just a sterile list of requests. You hear me? I'm going to say that again. Prayer has come down to where all it is is kind of a sterile, okay, sterile, however you want to say that, list of requests of the Lord. Prayer was never intended to just be that. If that's all you're doing when you pray, you're not praying correctly. Do you hear me? Prayer should be, first of all, worship. When you come to the Father, there should be such a love connection between you and Him that you have this longing of, in your heart to just worship Him. That's where it has to start. And listen, here's the great thing about worship. If you're not sure how much you love God, just begin to worship him and you'll fall more in love with him. Because as you worship him, his presence begins to enter in. You hear me? And when his presence comes, then there's a feeling and a connection and understanding and wisdom that begins to be downloaded to you. Amen? And, and here's another piece about prayer. Not only worship, okay, but also thankfulness. Everybody say thankfulness. If you're praying and you're not praying with the heart motive of thankfulness, if you're striving in prayer and you don't have a worshipful, thankful heart, then you're probably not going to see your prayer answered. Does that, does that make sense to anybody? Yes or no? And listen, because here's the thing. God loves to answer our prayers. And he really wants to be known deeply by us. Listen, God is always looking to, to, for you to understand his heart more deeply. Amen? But when you come to him in a way where you're, and, and listen, I know we don't always perceive that we're doing this, but many times we come to him and we're, we're either frustrated or we're angry or we're even down or depressed. And through the, that, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're coming to him in a way that we're almost shaking our fist in our heart. And we're saying, God, I, you've got to, and I need you, and I, you got to, you know, those kinds of prayers. I think, it, I think God is a God of compassion, and he understands your heart, and he hates that you're hurting. But also, he wants you to actually slow down a little bit and quit letting the problem be your God and let God be your God. Amen? Amen? Because when the problem's bigger than the Lord, then you're not focused in the right direction. Amen? You can't receive anything from the Lord except by faith. And if you're not trusting that the Lord's going to get it to you, then you're not in faith. Y'all hearing me? The only way that we please God, the way that we connect with God, is through faith. Okay? So I'm going to ask a simple question here. What is Christianity? If, you, if someone came to you and said, what is Christianity? What would you say? Anybody know? I'll, I'm going to break it down real simply, okay? Christianity is a personal relationship with Jesus Christ our Lord. Yeah. And it's through the intimate connection with him by the Holy Spirit that he sent to us. Amen? Yeah. So listen, sometimes we get into prayer and we, we, it's like we're it's like we're no longer in a relationship. We just got a list of things we're trying to say something to something up there, right? With their God, with God, the more personal we are and the more understanding we have of him and the more that we can be personal with him and allow him into our heart more deeply, the more power will be made available. Amen? 
And so the key word about prayer, uh, and listen to this, the key word about prayer is this one word, surrender. Everyone say surrender. surrender. Okay? When we go to the Lord and we surrender our heart to him, we surrender our will to him, we even surrender the problems and the issues that we have in the moment, when we, when we say, God, I just surrender those to you, when we hand those over to him, the word of God talks about in Philippians, it says, when you cast your care upon him, for he cares for you, amen? Then it says, peace comes. Amen. The peace that passes all understanding. And listen, when you have a peaceful mind and a peaceful heart, then you can make right decisions. And you can actually walk out your life in wisdom. But when you're constantly fighting against all of the problems and issues and you're staying in a place of striving instead of a place of surrender, you're not in the place where God can actually speak to you. Does that make sense? Because your mind is going so fast and so hard with the problems that you're not able to connect heart to heart. Amen? And so again, I, I'm getting to the, the prophecy part. I'm getting there. Chris is looking at me like, where are you going? Um, but we've got, listen, if we don't pray right, we'll never prophesy right. Amen? Because listen, what prayer, prayer is simply communion with God. You hear me? It's just sitting down and talking to your loving Heavenly Father. Amen? But the problem is, is the enemy's always speaking, right? And he's trying to distract you. He's trying to get you focused on the things of this world. He wants you living so focused in this world that you're not seeing him for who he is and therefore not seeing yourself for who you are. If you can't see him correctly and you can't see yourself correctly in Christ, you'll never prophesy with power and see mountains fall. Amen? And so we've got to get the prayer part right, which means we've got to get our heart aligned right. Amen? So the way we go to God is we go to God in worship and thanksgiving. When we start prayer, when I pray, if, I'm, if I've got an hour to pray, if I've set aside an hour to pray, I probably worship and thank him about 40 to 45 minutes of that. And I allow the connection with he and I to be deepened and strengthened. And I listen. Part of that in worship and, and, and thanksgiving is also listening. Everybody say listen. Okay? Listen to the Lord because what he's going to do is, is he's going to give you the words by which to say what needs to be prayed. Somebody say amen. amen. See, you're not supposed to do the praying. The Holy Spirit's supposed to do the praying through you. If you're praying just out of your brain all the time and you're not listening to the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you in your prayers, then you're, you're probably not quite praying exactly the will that the Lord wants you to pray. Does that make sense? We're supposed to partner with the Holy Spirit, not strive against the Holy Spirit. Amen. So we've, the way we partner is we submit and we surrender our hearts to him and we listen to him very clearly and, and, and deeply. Amen? So the way that prayer and prophecy works together is, first of all, we get in the right heart, the right mindset in prayer so that we're ready to receive and we're ready to surrender to God. So once we get to that place where we're surrendered, we're receiving, we feel connected to the Lord, and we know he's downloading us or, or he's telling us some things, right? 
Anybody ever been there? Yes or no? Somebody please raise your hand. Okay, there are some Christians in the building. Awesome. Okay. Um, if it's Pastor Sam, you'd have already raised your hand four times. I want you to know that. I don't know if you noticed with Pastor, but Pastor is all about the hand raising. He wants to know that you are, you are connected and you are involved. I think, I, if, Pastor, I, th- I really wish I had a quarter for every time I've raised the hand for you. Um, <laughs> but the fact that I, had, that I was there and I did, I know I received a lot of wisdom over the years. Um, so where I was going with that is this, is once you've gotten to this place where you're receiving things from the Lord because you're in, a place, you're in the right place in prayer in your heart and you're connected with God, then God's gonna do what he loves to do. He's gonna speak. And as he speaks and you're listening, I would highly recommend, you know, write it down. <laughs> yes or no? I mean, what if you somehow got an appointment with one of the most important people on the planet and you thought, man, I'm gonna ask him these three things. Would, do you think you'd probably come with something to write on <laughs> or at least take some notes in your phone, amen? So when we're in those times of God and we're seeking an answer, we're seeking something from him and we're listening, be ready to write it down whether you're typing it on your laptop or, your, or on your phone or in your notes. And li- listen, the reason why is because you're respecting the word of God. You're valuing the word that God is giving you. And you're, listen, you're in a place of expectation that when he speaks, you're gonna write, you're gonna listen, you're gonna write, and then you're going to run with that vision. Amen? Habakkuk chapter two talks about, you know, that, that people, they, they, they perish without a vision. But when you get vision, okay, it says that you can run with the vision. It says, write it down and make it plain that you may run with the vision. Everybody say run, okay? Listen, God has a vision for your life, no matter what's going on, no matter what obstacles you're facing, he has a plan of victory and of blessing for your life in every area, Amen no matter what's going on. Um, In James chapter five, the word says, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous person avails much or it makes tremendous power available. Um, So I want us to understand that that our prayers are never empty. Listen, any time with the Lord that you spend with the Lord, it's it's never spent in a way that isn't, isn't fruitful. All things with God are fruitful. Amen? All things with God are fruitful. Um, and so I just, I wanted to share that with you because I think it's important because I know the enemy comes to us and he lies and he says, you're not doing any good. You know, praying, you know, you're, nothing's happening. You know, don't believe that. That's the enemy trying to come in and attack you, amen? So now, now that we shift from prayer, because what prayer does is it does a couple of things is first of all, it allows you to understand who God is more deeply and it allows you to understand who you are more deeply, okay? And then he starts speaking to you certain things. So moving from prayer to prophecy, the way prayer and prophecy work together is you receive this word from the Lord as you're praying, okay? You know, when we do freedom appointments here, um, Tracy and I were blessed to help launch the freedom uh, ministry here at New Covenant Church. We're part of it. And um, when we do a freedom appointment, we bring people in and we begin to ask them some, well, we, we, we have them ask God some questions, That's what we do. So we take someone and we say, hey, ask God this question and see what he says to you. And they ask the Lord question. And and then in this process, they're required to hear the Lord and then tell us what the Lord said. 
out loud. What did the Lord say? And they say what the Lord said. And you can tell very quickly who feels confident that they hear the Lord and who doesn't feel confident. And so we may have to take a minute to go, wait a minute, you're, you're a child of God. You hear God just as clearly as I do. Do you have some stuff in the way maybe? Sure, we all do. But that's what, that's what this freedom appointment is about, right? It's about getting past the stuff and just hearing God's voice well enough. Because the thing about a freedom appointment, listen, it's not a counseling session. It's way different because the bottom line is this. If you hear God say something versus me counseling you with something, which one do you think carries more weight in your life? What God said, amen? And so this whole thing about prayer, you're bringing your heart to a place where you're casting your care and you're moving those things that are kind of trying to, trying to keep your head in the wrong space. You're putting all that aside so that you can hear the God of gods, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, say something to your heart that's going to change a circumstance that's going on in your life. Amen? So you get to this place where you're clearly hearing the Lord. And then because you know you're clear, clearly hearing the Lord, that's where I was talking about writing it down. And then what you want to do is turn that word from the Lord into a declaration. Everybody say, dec everybody say declaration. <laughs> Listen, God gave us a voice, not just so that we could talk and gossip. Right? Matter of fact, we shouldn't gossip, right? That's what the word says. But a lot of us, whether we're talking on our phones by, by, by something on social media or something, we're using our voice to say things that aren't inspired by God. God said there shouldn't be bitter water and sweet water come out of the same fountain. Amen? We should be having very, very uh, full of life and pure Water from the Holy Spirit, words from the Holy Spirit coming out of our mouth, amen? And if your mouth is busy agreeing with your problem more than it's agreeing with God, guess what you're gonna get? You're gonna get the problem, amen? I'm not, trying to be I'm not trying to be condemning. I'm just saying what's happening is, is you're agreeing by your power of agreement of your mouth, you're agreeing with what the enemy's trying to entrap you in instead of declaring the victory and the freedom that God has already promised you in, in his word. Amen. Amen? And prophecy is that tool, it's that resource, it's that gift by which you get to declare the end from the beginning. Amen? God gives you the end result. He paints a picture, an image as you're praying and you're listening. And he says, yes, go and do this. Yes, say this. To say to that mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. That mountain of debt. Amen? Or maybe it's that mountain of fear. Maybe it's that mountain of, of, of a bad relationship that's gone bad. Amen? You can declare things into those, into those certain mountains in your life. And listen, God says, I'll take care of that when you do that. Amen. Amen? Amen? It's very important that we understand that what we say is hugely important to the kingdom and the way it works in your life. Amen? Because if you think about it all, listen, if you think about it, this world, it was made and is framed and is held together by the word of God. Therefore, it is subject to be changed by the word of God. Yes. I'm talking about everything in it, everything on it, the atmosphere. Yes. Everything here is subject to the word of God. 
and the word of God, he, he, he ordained and orchestrated and, and created us to work in partnership that we would speak forth the word as his body, as his mouthpiece in the earth, that we would speak forth the word of God that he inspires in our hearts that those mountains would fall and that the kingdom of heaven would come to earth. It is our responsibility, if heaven isn't in your house, it's your responsibility to cause it to be there. If, if your house doesn't have peace, it's because your heart doesn't have peace and you're not speaking peace into the atmosphere. You have to change the atmosphere. You have to bring heaven to earth, whether it's in your marriage, whether it's in your home, whether it's with your kids, whether it's in your finances, whether it's in your job, whether it's with your boss, the atmosphere is subject to you and the spirit of God in you. Amen? And listen, this isn't, this isn't the power of positive thinking. Don't get this, don't get this mixed up with, with all of the carnal stuff that's out there. This is the word of God at work in a Christian believer. This is the righteousness of God being, being, being seen inside someone, being proclaimed from someone, and then seeing the victory because God said, that's the way I want it. He spoke it. My power is behind it, and I'm going to take care of it, and it gets done. Yes. Amen? Amen? Yes. That's James 5. That's James 5, 16. The righteous, the prayer of a righteous man or woman makes tremendous power available. Notice he said righteous. Why do you think he said righteous? Because you know what? A lot of us don't feel righteous. A lot of us don't think we're righteous. The bottom line is, is you, the Bible says you've been made the righteousness of God. You're not trying to get righteous. You are righteous. If you made Jesus the Lord of your life, the moment he came into your heart, he made you the righteousness of God in that moment. Say Amen. Because listen, if you don't believe you're righteous, you have a bigger battle to fight before you can start declaring anything else. You have to understand that you are already the righteousness of God. Amen? And because when you know you're the righteousness of God, you know you're his, loving son, you're his loved son, you're his beloved son or daughter. When you know that you know that you know that, you know that you're in alignment with him, there's nothing that can stop you. Amen? There's nothing that can stop you. So the way prayer and prophecy work together is prayer is the intimate peace, the communion that builds you up and strengthens you and makes you understand who you are in Christ Jesus, that you're seated in heavenly places in Christ. Amen? In prayer, listen, God will take you places. Listen, he's shown me some stuff and he'll show you stuff. Amen? He will show you things in the spirit that will bear witness so deeply with your spirit, you will know it like you know your name. You hear me? You will know it that you will never be moved. That's why every disciple almost, all the 12 apostles, every one of them were killed in a very brutal way. Almost all of them. Amen? Some of them were stabbed to death. One of them was dragged behind horses till he was killed. Several of them were hung upside down on X crosses. Some of them were, were, were shot with arrows until they died. What? How does someone do that? And we have a problem with if the temperature's too hot in the church. We have a problem that there's a little virus going around. Listen, we've got to get some more guts spiritually 
if we're going to see God do some things in our lives and through our lives. Amen? But that comes, listen, you know what kept them on that cross? You know what allowed those, you know what, you know what helped them to, to allow those swords to be stuck in them? Do you know what kept them in those places of horrible persecution that's happening all around the world? This is not in America. It's still happening today. You know what it is? The love of God. They knew, they knew that they knew that they knew God loved them so much. They knew it. And listen, if you don't know God like that, God's inviting you to know him like that. He wants you to know him that, that way. And listen, he wants you to know him that way so that you can benefit from the blessing of knowing him that way. Every one of those men that did that, you know what, they, they counted that as a blessing that they got to die that way. They counted it as a blessing. Listen, guys, to get up and spend an hour in prayer with God, to be closer to him, to lay down your life, you get nothing in the kingdom if you don't die first. In God's kingdom, there's, there's death required before life comes. So if you're not receiving, if you're not connected closely to the Lord, ask the Lord, Lord, where can I, where can I surrender and die more to myself that, I, that you may live more fully through me? And when you do that, you will see that all of a sudden there'll be a vibrancy, there'll be a spring in your step. All that depression and stuff that's been trying to get on you, all of a sudden that's gonna start to wane away. It's gonna begin to float away from you and you're gonna find purpose, you're gonna find victory as you, as you walk forward in these things, amen? And you're gonna find words that come to you and you're gonna prophesy them, you're gonna declare them and you're gonna stand with that prophecy until you see it happen in the natural, Amen? Now, one thing I do want to dispel here at the end, I'm, I'm over my time a little bit, um, is this, is when, you know, when you receive a prophecy, um, it, doesn't come to, it doesn't come to pass just because God prophesied over you or if I prophesied over you or Sam or Chris or anybody. Just because someone prophesies over you doesn't mean it automatically is going to come to pass. Paul told Timothy contend for the prophecies that were spoken over you. Fight a good warfare with the prophecies that were spoken over you. Listen, there is, there is, a, there is a fighting in the spirit. There's a good fight. Everybody say good fight. There's a good fight of the spirit. And the way you do that is you receive the prophecies that are given to you as well as the words that God gives you and you speak them out, those prophecies, and you keep those prophecies before the Lord and you fight the good warfare. When the enemy tries to come and he says, oh no, you're not gonna have that. You can say, no, 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 I've got a more sure word. Here's the word God told me. And listen, because when you speak that word, all of a sudden the enemy, he has no, he has no uh, defense for that because the word is light. And darkness has to flee. Yes. You hear me? Yes. That's why we must speak the word because we're speaking light and it makes the darkness flee from our lives. Amen? Amen. And so don't think just because you get a prophecy, it's like, oh, well, that's done. I'm all right. I'm just going to sit here and eat donuts and drink coffee until that happens. <laughs> you know, that's not the way it works. The, the, the fight just began. Amen. All right. And then I, I want to finish. Gosh, let me, let me just give you, uh, let me just give you these. So I wanna give you six keys real fast. I'm just gonna read them. Not, we're not, I'm not gonna stop and talk about them, okay? Six keys to judging prophecy because I told you that prophecy's gotta be judged, right? So let me run through these real quick and then I'll be done. Number one, the word should line up with the scripture and the heart or nature of God, okay? Number two, God's voice will never contradict his word, okay? Number three, word must bear witness with the one who receives it 
90% of the time, the word will, will be a confirmation to the receiver and not shocking. Any new or shocking words, put those on the shelf and allow God to confirm them at a later time to see if it's a true word. So if someone prophesies and says, you're moving to Africa, and, that, and you're like, whoa, what's that? Never heard of that. You know, don't, be, don't go home and pack your bags. You know what I'm saying? Put it on the shelf and see if more words begin to come to you. And it's gonna come where on the inside, it's gonna create peace, love, and joy. It's not gonna create, oh, I'm shocked, I'm, I'm freaked out. Amen? So if you get a word where it freaks you out, that probably wasn't from God. Not to say he can't shock us sometimes. There's times where I've had words and I'm like, whoa. But then I took time to wait and I got other confirmations, okay? Number four, the byproduct of a, of, a, of a prophecy, fruit or outcome of the word should always be that the receiver should be brought into a closer relationship with Jesus because prophecy is the testimony of Jesus, okay? Number five, the word should reveal the nature, character, and love of God towards the person who is receiving it. Even a rebuke should be done in this way, amen? Number six, last one, it should contain edification, exhortation, and comfort on some level. Even if God is cutting something off, it should be followed with what he's building in its place. Amen? So those are the ways that you get, someone gives you a word of prophecy, there's gonna be more and more prophecy happening in our church. God's, God wants there to be a culture of prophecy in our church more and more fully because prophecy is important to see that, that, that heaven comes to earth. Amen? But there's, there's the way that you can judge prophecy, whether it's right or wrong. Amen. Do y'all receive that today? Does that help you? Amen. Help me. Let's pray. Father God, we love you. We bless you. We thank you, Father God, for uh, just your, your training, your teaching, your guiding us, Father. Thank you for faith. Thank you for your connection with us. Lord, we honor you and we bless you today. Thank you for giving us that one-two punch of prayer and prophecy, God. Where, Father, we, where we set our enemy up with, with prayer and then we knock him down with prophecy. Lord, I thank you for that, Father God. I think it's very, very powerful and that you teach us. God, I ask you to open our hearts to receive and to learn how to, how to be more effective prayers and more effective people who prophesy so that we can see your kingdom come more fully upon the earth in our lives and through our lives. Father, we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, if you agree with that prayer, say amen. Amen, amen. amen. Well, bless you guys. <laughs>